Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'd like to welcome you here. My name is Dennis Freeman. I'm a pastor here at Christ Community Church, and today we're going to have a conversation with uh, David Zavala. David is also a pastor here at Christ Community Church, and I think there's so many uh, that attend here or listen to us online or watch Christ Community Church, but that might not have ever met David. And so this uh, time on this podcast, I'd like to take some time and just introduce David to you. Hey, David, how are you? Very good, Dennis. How about you? I'm doing great. Thanks, David. So, David Zavala, tell us a little bit about you, David. Well, um, I've been attending Christ Community Church for approximately 13 years. And uh, I do a ministry here for Christ Community. And it's uh, focused on uh, the circles of love. Okay. And so what's that? What's the circles of love? What ministry is it? What's, what's it geared towards? What's the, it focus on? The circles of love is based on the great commandment to, to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul and strength, and also to love thy neighbor as, as, as thyself. So two realms, two loves, agape love and phileo love. Yeah, and, and for those that don't know, I mean, when we talk about love, right, in, in, the, in the language of the Bible, uh, they use love as four different types of love. And so you're, you're concentrating on two of them. Two loves that are eternal loves. Amen. You know, there are a lot of lo different loves, you know, love between a, a couple, which is eros, you know. And it's because the Greek Bible distinguished between the types of loves. Unlike us in English, we use one word for love for everything. We right, love, I love steak. I love steak, yeah. I love my wife, I love my dog, I love right. my car. So, love my brother David. I love my brother David. Right. See, but the Greeks didn't do that. They distinguished between the loves. Right. And so uh, we learn based on the original translation of the Bible in Greek. And what was their original intent and meaning of those loves? Right. And so circles of love, circles of love, it's a, it's a ministry. It's a, it's a class that you take, right? Yes. It's eight sessions, two and a half hours long. Okay. And, um, each session is two and a half hours long. Yes. Okay. And it's once a week. Based on the availability of the couple. What, what, oh, so it's not any one day of the week. It's whatever they have available. So you make yourself available. I make myself available Tuesday through Saturday. Um, I have one day that I don't teach. It's on Mondays. Oh, but wow. other than that. Um, and you give that day to who? Uh, first come, first serve. <laughs> so, no, that Monday. That one that day Monday, you don't teach. Oh, that Monday uh, I, I spent... Uh, I used to give all the class, all the days to the ministry, but I didn't find I didn't have any time to go see the doctor or, or do my personal thing. So right. I set aside it one day. And then right now it'd be really good if you would say I give that to my wife, and then I could say, Hey, David, so who's your wife? Okay. <laughs> Teaching a marriage class or a class of circles of love. Sorry, <laughs> that's where I was going. Okay, but that was Sunday. <laughs> oh, you give your wife Sunday. Oh, yes. Yeah, we <laughs> spend my time with her and family on Sundays. Right, right. So you give you give Sundays to your family, and yes. you spend Sundays with your family. Yes, uh, I do. So, so with Christ Community opening back up, or people coming to church here, then if do you, does your family come to church here with you at Christ Community? Um, most of them do, ex for the exception of myself. Um, at, 
I have four children, uh, two boys, two girls. And, What's their names? Um, David, Joseph, Stephanie, and Virginia. Okay, but Stephanie is a, is my disabled daughter, oh. and so um, I realized. Uh, and they're all adults, right? Yeah, all they're four all of your kids are adults now. So David is thirty four, thirty two. Stephanie's thirty, and, and Virginia's twenty eight. Okay. And so, um, but when we started doing uh, uh, the church watching, online, the church online. I noticed that my disabled daughter started dancing to the worship music of Christ Community Church, and, and normally she, they take a, take care of her while we attend service. So, so she would stay home, and somebody would watch her yes. while you come to church. That's correct. And before, before, but now. I'm, so I'm, then, COVID shut us down basically, and uh, we were we had to stay home and uh, watch online. And during that time, that's whenever you noticed Stephanie, when the worship would come on. She would dance. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it made me uh, uh, contemplate that I wanted to spend my last years on this earth uh, in church with her. Right. And, and the best setting is, is at home. Right, right. So a lot of people would probably not see me here on Sundays, but I'm in the ministry 24-7. Right, right. When we give our heart to the Lord, it says we're called to ministry regardless of what we do. So what did you do before uh, the circles of love? What did you do for a living? What was your uh, Monday through Friday, uh, 8 to 5? Well, I used to work for Imperial Irrigation District, and I worked for them for, them for 34 years. Oh, wow. And I retired. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So even while you were working for the district... The IAD, you uh, you were in ministry, right? Yes. But now you don't have that obligation because you're retired. So your Monday through Friday or your Tuesday through Friday is now open up to these classes. That's uh, correct. Circles of love. And, and I give the classes uh, at starting at 10 o'clock in the morning, um, 1 o'clock, 3.30, and 6, 6 p.m. And if somebody wanted to take the class, uh, what would they do? Um. Normally, they would either contact uh, the ministers, the pastors here, or they could call me, you know. But my, the most common way is, is just call, call the office. Right. No, I, I do. I've given your number out. It's called the Circles of Love because the different circles of love, but the emblem that is on the front of the book or, or seen at the Circles of Love is three circles, right? Yes. And so why three circles? Uh, they each represent one of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. God is love. Yes. Amen. So, and then who produced it? Who was the one that introduced you to it? When I was called to the ministry by the Lord, it, um, I was hesitant. I, was, I had enough problems with my marriage. Why would I want to enter other people's marriages? And so... Uh, he was very insistent, and, and I, I can understand uh, Paul and when Jesus presents himself. And he's very persistent about what he wants Paul, Apostle Paul to, to do. And, and so I can relate to that, you know. Uh, right. We're all, it's, it's important that we all have a calling, and we need to discover that. And so you're saying when God called you, you drug your feet? Oh, yeah. I try to run away. <laughs> yeah. But 
um, he presented himself in seven dreams, and those questions he asked me in those seven dreams are the questions that we go over in the Bible. We, oh, wow, that's really cool. So, yeah. And your wife also, she helped you with this, uh, this book and this study. Yes. Introduce your wife to those out there who might not know oh, her. My wife is uh, Socorro Savala. Okay. She's the love of my life, and um, she is uh, the one who brought me to Christ with her agape love that she <laughs> had in her heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah, our wives are amazing, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah I wonderful. thank the Lord for my wife. Yeah, without her, I don't know that I would have. I, I would hope to think I'd eventually find Christ, but she's the one that convinced me that God could truly forgive me. If my wife could forgive me, I decided, you know what, I guess God could really forgive me. I've seen it done in a human being. When people ask me about my wife, you know, I always mention that she's the wind beneath my wings. I can't fly without her. <laughs> you know? And so um, yeah. she's the one that produces that lift under my wings that I can serve God. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So they can call the office. And so if they called the office, then why would they call the office to take the class of Circles of Love? Who's it for? Who's the class for? Okay. Well, I get three types of couples that come. So it's for couples. It's for couples. couples. No, or... it could be for, in today's times, you know, there are broken families. So it could be a father and a son, a mother and a daughter, or any combination of who wants to um, know these foundational um, values that uh, Christ has laid out in the, in the Bible. So an individual could take the class. An individual could take the class as well. Right. Okay. And so, and what we talk about in, in the sessions is just foundational. What a disciple should have as their foundation. Okay. There's right. a scripture in the Bible that has profound wisdom. Okay. And it's about more than one. Yes. But, <laughs> but yeah. This one is is. Is a basic foundational uh, wisdom that Jesus talks about. And he talks about a house being built with, on sand and on the rock. Right. Okay? And so what we're, we're seeing across America is that a lot of people believe that they have their, their foundation on rock when it's really sand. Right. And any mixture of sand into to the rock weakens the foundation of a house. And this is a trouble we see today with couples today that um, they're falling apart because they believe they're on the rock, but they're really on sand. Right. This is a profound wisdom that Jesus talks about and about well, one of the things we do in the class is it's not just ask a question, but how do we go about doing it? Right. Practical. How Practical. do we put it into play? How do I put it into play? Right. Right. How do I live this out? Well, Jesus... God's word and, and tells us to be holy because he is holy. Right. How do you do that? Yeah, because the Sermon on the Mount is what you're talking about at the end of the sermon. He says the, the man or the person that does these things, after he gets through from chapter 5 to chapter 7, it finally comes up to the end. He says, if you will do these things, right, it's like building your house on the rock. And the rock is God, right? That's the foundation and if you don't do these things that I've just talked about for two chapters, uh, then it's like building your house on the sand. Yes. And, and with, in both of those cases, 
He talks about the winds and the rains and the floods. And he, each of them are exactly the same. So in this life, you will have trouble, right? And trials. And so those rains will come. Those floods will come. And depending on where your foundation is built on, is if there's going to be a great fall or not. And so many of us, uh, me included, uh, never uh, started out well. We started out well, but never completely was building on the rock in the beginning of our marriage. At least I wasn't. And so as the trials and the troubles of life came, there ended up being a fall. And it didn't have to be if I would have applied what God was saying along the way. So this class reminds us of some of those things that we need to implement, uh, the truths of God's Word, and then implementing them into our lives. That's correct. One of the most important things is not just hearing God's Word, but actually doing it. And, Amen. And Amen. James tells us that we will be, we will be blessed. Right. And so we explore those blessings as well as, as looking at how to go about doing them. Okay? Right. One of the classes I like taking people through is Dave Ramsey's uh, Financial Peace. And he says in one of his classes, he says that in one of the studies, he says that uh, information is 20% of it. And so and here today, it seems like we get so much information. But without applying it, Right. Without applying it, like James says, if you don't apply this information because you get this wisdom given to you, but without applying it, that's the other 80 percent. And so much of it will gather this information on a Sunday morning and then we'll leave the doors and starting Monday, we don't apply none of it. Yes. <laughs> so in your class, you give practical ways for them to first hear the truth or hear it again. Many people hear it again. It's not the first time they heard it. It's not like, wow, I never heard that before. They've heard it, but they're not applying it. And so after they come to your class or during your class, they hear the word again, the truth of God's word. And then you give them practical ways in order how to apply it to their life. That's correct. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Sounds like everybody should take the class. It, it would be a blessing for everyone if they did. Yeah. Yeah, because you take away some 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 of the tremendous wisdom that God had left in His Word. Right, and one of the greatest wisdoms that I see that couples uh, begin to partake in is is the issue that you don't change for God; God changes you. God makes you into this new creation. Right, right. And so we're so focused on trying to change ourselves. Right. If I read more, if I prayed more, kind of deal. Instead of asking Jesus, who got on the cross, to heal us, right? You know, so the focus gets put on His healing, which is a representative of the bread that's, that's uh, in communion, and and the wine that's forgiveness. And, and when you focus any individual's heart to focus on those two actions that come from agape love in establishing a relationship, you will be blessed. No, amen, amen, amen. And the family will be blessed because the children will be blessed. Yeah, anybody around you is going to be blessed. Yes. Well, at least from your actions and the way you treat them, but uh, then they have their own obligations. But uh, we'll get them to take the class too. What's really interesting is that when a couple takes the class or an individual takes a class, that I get their parents afterwards because that love begins to transmit into their family. 
and they and they encourage them to learn these these foundational principles right. of God. Right. I tell people when I tell them, hey, I want you to call David, and I'd like you to start his classes, uh, and it's all all scripture, all based on biblical truths. And it's probably if you've been going to church or around church, it's probably going to be scriptures that you've already heard that you've read before. Uh, but uh, David's going to give it to you in a way that uh, it might stick better. Well, one of the things that's different in this class is the class is visual. You get to see scripture visually uh, how, how it's you, supposed how do you to mean be applied that? in your family. Okay? How do you mean that? Well, when God talks about you know whether you're a goat or a sheep, okay, you get to see that what a sheep does on one side and visually see what a sheep does on one side and, and what a goat does, okay? A goat listens, their heart listens to Satan, okay? A sheep listens exclusively to Jesus Christ. And there's a hybrid that we create, a half a sheep and half a goat. Wow. I and what's it, that called? It, I gave it a name called Schult, <laughs> but it really doesn't exist, that name, you know, but the Bible uses a different name, which is called hypocrite. Okay? Mm -hmm. I think that's a very strong word to describe this in individual. So I gave it a, a little softer name, but it, it's understanding. I want them to focus that it listens to both voices, God's right. voice and Satan's voice. Right. Right. And then we look and explore the scriptures that are, are describing these three. Right, right. Which, no, that's good. Because you try to take the barbs off of that, right? Yes. So that's why they're a shout, right? Instead of a hypocrite. Yeah. Right? Well, that's, that's the same thing. I mean, you <laughs> it's kind of like Paul says, you know, whenever Jesus says to love one another and Paul says to submit to one another. Nobody likes submit because it's got barbs on it. But that's exactly what you do when you love one another. You submit to one another. And honor one another. <laughs> you honor them, right. And uh, nobody likes the barbs. So we just say, just love them, right? That's correct. <laughs> you know, when a... When a things is that we look at those barbs and and how to do it you know because a lot of time we're trying to do things based on our effort and it wasn't god didn't plan that to be based on our effort it was he planned it to do it on his effort yes in order to do it in his effort we have to have god in our heart how do we do that amen okay these are the questions that are answered in class and and the class also is private and confidential That's so, what, so it's not like a group of people no it's not it's one-on-one -on -one. I used to give the class in conferences right. in the United States and in Mexico um, but I found I discovered something very interesting about men they do not open up uh, and want to show their dirty laundry in front of others and so they get very exclusive. And so the class is the best way because it's private and confidential. You can talk about any topic and stays there. The only thing that um, the pastors know is, is that they're taking the class and they're praying for you. Right, right. So when you say it's confidential, then it's not a group of 10 people that take this class. It'd be just the individual or just the couple? Just the individual or the couple. Right. One-on-one. Oh, -on -one. Right. And so they sign up. So is let's say it's not just for couples, right? But uh, but that's how I kind of send people as couples, people that come in that are couples. 
uh, I recommend it to those that are uh, haven't been married yet or those that have been married a long time. Uh, normally when somebody will call the office and they want counseling, right, for their marriage, uh, I remind them, no uh, licensed counselor at Christ Community Church, but we use God's word and truth to try to direct them in a way or remind them of what God says, uh, the truth of our life and our marriage and our relationship with one another. Uh, but I ask them to go to your class or take your class uh, and I always kind of looked at it more as a couple's class or somebody that has been married or wants to get married. But that's not the case. No. No. Um, God's plan is written down, and, and His whole focus was to create man and woman uh, and generate family from that. Right. But He was looking very specific. In the book, in the book of Malachi, tells us He was looking for godly offspring. Right. So... The individuals see what God's intention was uh, when, when they look at what's God's plan on this earth for me. And it's the same for everyone. And I have couples that can't have kids, so they can adopt. Okay? If they want to fulfill the plan of, of the godly offspring that God's looking. Right. And also, they are godly offspring. So there's the first generation of godly offspring, so it's parents. And what they learn is is that their kids are going to learn from seeing them, okay? Uh, just like my kids learn to use my, the hammer by watching me use the hammer and my power tools, they learn to love God watching me love God, okay? And so there has to be a transformation in me from a goat to a sheep, what the Bible talks about. Right. And that transformation, that change comes about through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And so I try in my life, and I talk about my experiences in class, how I did try to be, become this sheep, and I ended up as a show because I was doing it based on my effort to right, change. Right, your strength, your efforts. And it's not based on, once you realize it's not based on your effort, right. it's based on the effort that Jesus did on the cross, you begin to focus on him and say, help me change. Right. Change me, transform me. Yeah. And, and for the, me, it was so refreshing because I got so tired of trying <laughs> all the time and failing. And then when I finally just let go and left it all up to him, it was like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, yes. This is the guy I always thought I could be. What's so interesting in this whole thing is the reason he so focused on trying to change you, not 90% or 99%, but totally 100%, is for the reason that He's giving you a command to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Right. It's an impossible feat to fulfill. Correct. Unless he heals you 100%. Right. And right. makes you into the sheep that can't. Right. He, Jesus gives you the ability to love God, the Father. Because that was his whole focus, to reconcile you with the Father. And then to love him with all your heart. Right. Just like Jesus did. Right. And then when he left, he left the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit came to to be our advocate and and our shield. Correct. So he's there, and then he's speaking and honoring Jesus, and we just we just got it made then when you yes. receive the Holy Spirit. The because work of Christ you are now connected to the Trinity. Amen. You have a counselor there. You have someone that's guiding you. Someone that makes you feel 
terribly when you do something of darkness. Okay? <laughs> Amen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, he's a great guidance. And, and, and what's so great about this is that the Holy Spirit, you know, the scripture says he's going to be there for, with you forever. Yeah, never to be removed. You will not die alone. Right. No follower of Christ that has accepted and followed him and listened to his voice will be alone ever again. Right. Amen. Amen. So, and then absent from the body, you're present with the Lord. So yes. I don't know what that blink of the eye happens, but you're still not alone, even during that time. No. You'll yeah. always be connected to the Trinity in the rest of your Amen. life. So you said something earlier about uh, first generation, so godly offspring. So a lot of us didn't raise or weren't raised in a, a Christ-centered family. So they're not godly offspring, but after they accept Christ, if I understand it right, now, now they're exact godly offspring. Yes. And even if they can't have kids, uh, they're to produce godly offspring. That doesn't mean that they have to adopt, but they do have to pour their life into others, yes. right? That's and, correct. And, and then they can produce disciples or godly offspring, right? You know, one of the things that you find out about God's love is that God's love is about giving, okay? Yeah. You give patience, kindness, love. And then his example, because he gave everything. And, and, and the description of his love in, in 1 Corinthians, he talks about the issue that his love never seeks its own. Right. So it's about giving it to others. Right. Your whole life would be giving right. his love to others. Right. And that's how you'll be known by his love as a disciple of his. Right. Amen. Amen. And if we could if we could learn those foundational truths and start building our life on that, then uh, then our marriage uh, can look like Christ in the church. When he says this mystery, it's been revealed to us because we've seen the life of Jesus. And so if we're supposed to be like Jesus to our wives, we have to have these foundational truths. Otherwise, we'll never be able to succeed and know how to go forward and be able to in our own strength. Well, there's a great dynamic that happens because the focus of Jesus is not to save your marriage. No. It's to save you. Yes. Okay? And when he does that and transforms you into the sheep, that love carries into the family. And now you can love your wife like you've never loved your wife and your kids before with agape love. Right. An unconditional love. Right. I tell the couples, I don't care what the other person does. I'm going to love you. Right. And that's how the father loves us. Right. He doesn't. It's not based on our actions. Right. It's based on he loved us first. Right. You're you're responsible for your actions but you're not responsible for theirs. And you can't control theirs. No. That's still on them. You could be taken advantage of, but that's theirs. You know, the unconditional love is, is to be given to others. Right. Yes. And so you're going to give that love till you take your last breath to others. And right. you're going to love like God loves. And that is what God is focusing, that you are just like Him. And therefore, you're His Son, and you inherit eternal life. Right. Amen. Amen. Jesus says he goes to prepare a place for us, right? Yes. And if I go, I'm going to come back again. Yes. And he's the way, the truth, and the life. So is there anything else, another class that you teach besides the circles of love? I mean, I think, well, I sat alongside of you and got to teach the class uh, with you, uh, and uh, you discipled me in that. 
And I had the pleasure of walking through it with your son and daughter-in-law. So I was really happy to be there and be able to do that. And uh, But other than the circles of love, is that is that the only ministry that you do as far as a class here? Or what else? Is there something else? Yes, I, I teach the baptism class. So I took the lessons that I teach about baptism from the circles of love, and I teach it there uh, in the baptism class. And when does that take place, baptism class? Baptism classes are um, offered Tuesday through Saturday. From, so the same time frame, basically? Uh-huh, from from 8, 8.30 to 10. Okay. And that's even taught on Sunday, on the baptism uh, day. Well. On the days we're having baptisms. Yes. Okay. Okay. So when they take this baptism class, 8.30 to 10, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's an hour and a half. And and what is it? What is it? Basically, it teaches about baptism? Well, it consists of the, the three steps that uh, initiate a relationship with Christ. One, The first one is to accept that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Number two, to repent. What that really means, okay? And number three, the the action that they're uh, wanting to participate is is um, baptism, right? Going into the water, as Jesus did. One of the ordinances. One of the ordinances that He's asked us. He commanded us. But we want Christ Community Church was to ensure that you did the first two steps correctly, right? Okay, because we find uh, a lot of individuals that got baptized because their girlfriend got baptized. Right, right. My grandpa's getting baptized. Well, for all the wrong baptized. reasons. Well, we explore where are the right, right. reasons. Right. Well, sometimes a young man just comes to church because his girlfriend's coming to church. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to get baptized if she decided to get baptized, right? Right. But that's all the wrong reasons because oh, okay. um, when you do these three steps, the actual change, the repentance, the change in you, God begins on step two. And if you skip that step, uh, you're going to be trying to do it on your effort again. You're shifting from his effort to your effort, right. and you're going to fall short. So if he recognizes that Jesus is Lord, right, died yes. on the cross for my sins, and then repents, asks for forgiveness, right, then he doesn't get baptized. Is he saved? Well, one of the things that you have to look at, is that repentance, right, is an action of your heart that's going to listen to, you're making a decision of your heart to listen to Jesus' voice. Right. Okay. And follow it. Right. So, step three should be instantly. Following what he asks you to do, right? Yes. And and you won't (laughs) find any other example in the Bible. Right. For some reason, we want to change what Jesus said. Right. But a follower doesn't change God's word. Okay, it becomes a sheep and listens, and it does it. Right. Okay, so that's how we begin to realize we have to go back to our beginnings and how we are approaching God's word. Right, and then, and as you learn how to perform correctly, you begin receiving the blessings of God. Right, right. Because we're not going to say that they're not saved if they didn't get baptized. That's between them and God. Because I remember the thief on the cross, right? Right. But if you continue for 10 years and had never been water baptized, right, as, as an ordinance, a command of God, 
are you following? Are you obeying are you what obeying? he's asked you to do? Right. Okay. Right. You, you go back to the issue of are you on sand or are you on a rock? <laughs> are you a sheep or a goat? A sheep or a goat. Or a shoat. You okay. want to look like a sheep, but you're really a goat at heart. Because your first command that you're going to receive, your right. first action that God wants you to do is to get in the water. Public profession of my faith. It's, it's what you already accepted. Right. You know, there was a man who here at church, um, we used to baptize it at Sunday Lake. Right. And he hadn't been baptized for, I think it was like 25 years. And he was an elderly man. And I was just curious what prevented him not to get into the water. Right. Didn't want to mess up his hair. Okay. And I wasn't <sighs> going to be a, and I asked him very, just as a curious question. Yeah. I wanted to know. Because, uh, and what he said was he wasn't ready. And when I heard that, there isn't anything to be ready. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you believe he died and rose, you're done. Right. Because that's exactly what you're going to do in water. You're going to die, which water represents when you go underwater, death, and you're going to rise a new life. Right, right. And what people don't realize, they've already done what they need to do to be baptized. Right. It's the lies of Satan that puts in your mind that you're not ready. Right. When God says, come as you are. Amen. Yeah, because you're not going to be perfect. No. You're this side of heaven. So We're never going to be perfect, but we strive to. We strive to obey what we've been asked to do. We try to follow. We right? try to follow. Right. But this healing process is going to give you the ability Amen. to follow. Amen. Amen. Okay. Because if you never get water baptized, you always give Satan like a hammer. You know, you're always, you're never fully committed. Why why aren't you publicly making this statement? I tell people when they're at their wedding, you ask people to be witnesses. And that's what you're doing when you're baptized. It's a public profession. You're obeying the command of God. And then you're asking people, hey, hold my feet to the fire. Look, I'm a Christian now. I made a profession of faith. Yes. And, and we don't do that well in our culture and our society. We want everybody to like us. Well, one of the things that... I reinforce in the couples and, and people who take the class is that this is a perfect plan. When Amen. you think of God, how he lays it out and they see it visually, they realize that he's thinking with perfection. Amen. You can't outdo God. No, he's never wrong. So <laughs> He never fails. So when he lays these three steps to start this relationship, Satan wants to interrupt those oh, three yeah. steps oh, yeah. at all costs. Yes. Because once you're sealed, no... No evil spirit, no demon can enter you. You are protected by God right. until He comes for you. Right. And it's important for, uh, for people to realize that, not only that, but teach it to their children. I t ask everyone who gets baptized, take your family, let them see you. Right. Because we right. learn a lot of times better by watching than by reading. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is why the class is visually. They're, they're watching actually what God's trying to do in their life. Right. The the drawings are their family and how it, he's going about it to establish himself over the home. Right. And, and so it's a blessing for them to realize what God was, because this class is about what God was thinking. Right. Not what we're thinking, right. but what is God thinking. And how we take the truth of God's word. I always like how we take the truth of God's word. And how does it become a lie? When we justify. When we justify it, okay. <laughs> You know, many, yeah. many times we say, well, I, 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 I can't, right. you know, right. um, 
many times. Maybe next time. Next next time when you guys have baptisms. Right? Yeah. Maybe the next time. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I'm not ready. Right. Uh, or, you know what, I'm going to wait till my partner gets. Right. right. This is an individual, personal relationship you start. And there's nobody else but you and Jesus. Right. And this is action that you're doing. And so they begin to understand, you know, um, you can't, you can't um, force anybody into heaven. You only can help yourself into heaven. Okay. You can influence other people. Right. Yeah, I tell people that that uh, we give others hope when they knew who we were before, or they see our life, or we see the love in it. That we can we can give people that spark of hope. We actually, through our actions and our love for one another and others. Uh, their heart gets a soft place in it and the Holy Spirit can make an inroad because the Holy Spirit's always trying to get their attention kind of deal, but it makes an inroad. And we can have a difference on people's eternities just by the way we act and how we treat people uh, uh, because they'll, they'll know that there's a difference. They might not know that moment, but maybe four years, six years later, I don't know when it happened, but uh, he wishes none would perish. Yes. And it's our obligation to be a good reflection of who God is. Yeah, and if it, if nowhere else, we're supposed to start with our spouse and our family, yes. those closest to us. Well, one thing we draw on there when they see their family and if the priority, number one is Jesus Christ relationship. Right. Number two is the relationship with your spouse. Number three is your relationship with your children. Right. Okay, and number four is the rest of the world. Right. And so, our guys have got a priorities, and he places. What's one, two, three, and four? And when we execute it the way he planned it, it's where family works the best. Amen. Amen. So yeah. we put his actions of perfection in an action. Right. Well, I hope after uh, people watch this and uh, they hear about it, that they'd start signing up for those classes. Uh, we want everybody to take the baptism class so they truly understand what they're doing on those Sundays that we baptize. And then also, uh, those individuals or couples that would take the class and they would be reintroduced or for the first time uh, hear God's word and then see how it, they can apply it to their life and it would be the foundation that they start building upon. So I really want to thank you, David, for for making yourself available and um, so much of your time. I tell people that uh, just calling, he'll make himself available uh, and and uh, it's only eight weeks. And uh, it's just you. It's just you and your wife or just you and your husband and uh, or just the individual. And uh, and it's probably uh, things that you've heard before going to church, but uh, you'll learn the importance of it and then why it needs to be uh, uh, paid attention to and then applied. And so I just really want to thank you because I've sent a lot of couples your way. Not everybody calls. But uh, but I just want to say thank you so much for your time and your effort and finally listening to God, uh, dragging your feet and finally listening with the prompting of the Holy Spirit through your wife uh, to uh, to do this. And I'm glad that uh, you've retired from the district and, and you can devote more time just to this because it used to just be evenings and weekends. I know you have to drive to Yuma and to uh, Palm Desert to give classes in Mexicali. So. Uh, I went to some conferences that you did with uh, with the classes, and, and they're always really good. 
So I just want to really say thank you. And, and I hope that those that were watching today uh, had enjoyed it and then got to know just a little bit more about who David Zavala is, a pastor at Christ Community Church. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And we are working on something that COVID-19 has sort of slowed us down, and it's a couple's dinner as well. Oh, yeah. We were going to have one this year. At, this year. We were last year, uh-huh. and then this year at Valentine's, and we still plan on having it. We still plan on having it, right. and, uh, and, and it'll be in the English language because I, I both I teach the classes both English. Oh and yeah, Spanish. that's a good. It's both either he teach a bilingual, uh, has has a Bible that has English and Spanish. So so call the office and uh, ask for David's number or how you can sign up for the class, either baptism class or the Circles of Love. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in today and watching us. And when you see David, tell him, hey, I saw you on the podcast.